0: Ahoy and
1: welcome to the Sea Captain Way podcast with Phil Bender and Greg Patton, where we help listeners navigate the uncharted waters, personal and professional growth.
2: The Sea Captain Way is about energizing top performers to take on risks and push beyond their comfort zone to pursue life-changing goals and achieve peak performance.
1: We're going to help you build your vision by showing you how to break free of boundaries that are holding you back. So, Phil, we're thrilled to have David Desell on the Sea Captain
2: Wave podcast today. David is the president of Model FA and a former financial advisor who is on a mission to redefine how financial planning firms and advisors succeed. He helps advisory firms evolve next-level success strategies and retain top talent. In his coaching practice, he works with entrepreneurial financial advisors to define their brands, focus on growth, and optimize social media to reach more ideal clients.
0: Welcome, David. Welcome, David. Appreciate you guys having me.
1: Yeah. It's neat to have you here. We've been talking, you know, because we're in a lot of the same space for geez, what, two years now? Yeah, yeah. something like and that. And it's cool to have you finally on the podcast. Uh I think uh you've been walking a few steps ahead of, of me in my journey, but uh I've admired it. I've admired your pursuits. I appreciate your vision. So it's just an absolute pleasure
0: to have you here today. Well I appreciate that. And it's uh I may disagree in terms of uh walking a few steps uh ahead of you uh perhaps <laughs> in you know an area or two but if there's video here uh you can tell you're a lot more seasoned than I am <laughs> Phil.
2: Oh a slow burn <laughs>
0: nicely nicely <laughs> yeah. done
2: well yes. played to sell so let me ask how did you guys initially connect how did you meet?
0: So we had uh, we had crossed paths um, at a former organization uh, that we were both mm-hmm. a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew of Phil uh, based on his role within the company. Um, I don't know if I had enough notoriety for myself at that time for Phil to necessarily know who, who I was. But when we both got into the uh, coaching and consulting space, I forget, I, I think I reached out to you, Phil, and we kind of realized that cuz you spent some time in in Florida uh, right. and I had moved to Florida so we had gotten together for you know breakfast and just started the forge of the relationship from there and then and I think we'll talk about this later but uh the power of social media we were able to stay relevant with one another you know along the way mm-hmm. yeah i think that's uh,
1: accurate uh i like to hang out with younger people makes me young but the uh but David, for his youth, just impressed me with the social media presence. I was watching it. I was watching how he was building things. And, and although we had not connected till you reached out, it uh, was an easy yes to, to get together and start our dialogue. For sure. So uh, let's get started. David, uh, your business website says Model F.A. empowers independent advisors to deliver advice on their own terms. And its mission is to transform the financial services industry. That's a big, big statement. Tell us about your firm and what you do for your clients.
0: Yeah, so we do a variety of things for advisors, uh, ranging anywhere from, you know, helping them in building their brands. Even when I was an advisor, which wasn't too long ago, you know, everything was done, you know, in person or over the phone. It wasn't really a regular occurrence for advisors to have a presence on social media and to build a brand that way, you know, marketing wasn't really marketing. It was more so, you know, you had, you know, branded stationary and you asked for referrals Um, (laughs) and they kind of, kind of stopped there. Maybe you hosted an event or two. So I had read a book by Gary Vaynerchuk called crushing it. um, And that's what prompted me to leave being an advisor and uh, get into consulting because I know this an opportunity where Gary was talking about how other industries market themselves, how they build brands, and how they attract people to them. And I was like, I would love to attract people, you know, to me, um, mm-hmm. you know, because it was all outbound, you know, on my end for seven years, you know, being an advisor. And I kind of looked around and. There weren't really any advisors that were practicing what Gary was was preaching. So I just know a big opportunity um, mm-hmm. to help them in elevating their brand. In mm-hmm. addition to that, um, I find that a lot of advisors have a well defined service model, but not that's scalable. But ne- not necessarily a well defined experience model that's scalable to make people yeah. feel good uh, to motivate mm-hmm. them to make introductions. So we do a variety of things from podcast fulfillment to bespoke coaching. You know, we have pillars that we coach on, of course, but a lot of what we do is around uh, branding, marketing, advancing relationships, uh, helping advisors understand how they're wired. And then, you know, as you know, being in the industry and a coaching role for a number of years, uh, even when you were an advisor as well, sometimes you just have to meet the advisor where they're at. From a coaching standpoint and mm-hmm. and bring them to you know maybe some more strategies and tactics but sometimes they the stuff in between their ears needs to be addressed at first so we mm-hmm. certainly do that too
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: there there
1: is a bit of therapy in all this you know we're not oh, yeah we're not therapists but we play them on tv right and so yeah. yeah one of the things and one of the great statements you just made there is meeting advisors where they are because so much of what got them to the place they they are at now, which is a successful place, by the way, will not get them to the next place. And so, one of the things I noticed from how you approach things is that individual attention that drives that growth. So, um, yeah, uh, I I, appreciate- I found it
2: interesting that that you mentioned you looked outside the financial services industry for inspiration. That's a big big part of how I'm wired. I subscribe to a I have a, a marketing firm called Tradewind Marketing, and I subscribe to a school of thought called challenger brand marketing. It's usually working with smaller businesses, not the top leader, category leader, but looking outside of the industry for inspiration, outside financial services industry. In this instance, you know, maybe the car industry or hospitality and building a bridge into what it is, the space your clients are in. And I found it, it's effective just because a lot of the other stuff is kind of overfished waters, (laughs) you know, if you will.
0: Yeah, well it's interesting because a lot of these, let's call it older flagship style financial services companies, a lot of them are really good at building a great culture within, but sometimes they can do that to a fault where they unintentionally put up walls around the organization and it can be frowned upon to peek outside of those walls and, you know, oftentimes I find that advisors find themselves You know, learning a lot about, you know, taking their CFP or industry related knowledge or, you know, how to build a financial services business. And they're just kind of stuck in this bubble where if you just poke your head out and read books or listen to podcasts about other businesses, there's so many good ideas out there that through some critical thinking and application, you know, Mm -hmm. you can weave that into your, your Mm -hmm. business here. Mm David, when we
2: spoke previously, you mentioned that as part of the Model FA coaching program, you help advisors develop the mindset, habits, and strategies of some of the fastest growing advisors in the country. Your coaching approach includes something you call the C3 list. Can you explain what you mean by this and expand on it for us?
0: Yeah. So this is, I would say, one of the foundational aspects, not even just of coaching, but how, I don't know, I think most people should live their lives to a degree. So when I was an advisor I noticed that um, you know I would have you know good days and bad days just like anyone else and let's say for example I was you know making a bunch of money helping a lot of the people but my personal life you know was out of whack maybe I wasn't eating healthy or going to the gym like I still felt off and it took away from the high from you know producing that business whereas if my personal life You know, was on point, but my business life—you know—I wasn't making any money. Like that's not fun either. I would feel, you know, off off kilter. So what I found is that so the C three list is uh, there's a a few different components to it. So the three C's are commit, consistency, and confidence. Mm -hmm. So what I found is when you commit to something and you stay consistent with it, ultimately it breeds confidence, and confidence just basically comes from whether or not you keep those little promises to yourself on a daily basis. Like, do you hit snooze? Or do you actually get up out of bed? You know, you can start your day with a win right away. And there's five things that fit three categories uh, that I coach people to do. So the three categories are your personal life, your business life and of service to others, that area of your life. And you do two things every day that move your personal life forward They don't have to be groundbreaking, right? It can be working out for 30 minutes. It could be getting up when the alarm goes off. It could be reading 10 pages of a book. Like they they don't need to be groundbreaking. You can build off of it and lower the bar to start to gain some momentum. In your business life, it could be reaching out to a certain amount of people. It could be advancing a certain amount of relationships. It could be asking for a certain amount of introductions. And then your life and being of service to others could range anywhere from calling two people with no agenda just to check. Check in and see how they're doing, putting away two shopping carts instead of one, you know, picking up the piece of trash, like holding the door open for the awkward amount of time where they start kind of, you know, jogging, you know, towards you at the door. And my point is, is that when you're moving your personal life forward, when you're moving your professional life forward and you're consciously being of service to others on a daily basis, it's pretty difficult to have a bad day when you're checking all of those boxes. And what you may have deduced as I was going through that is all the examples I gave, which there's plenty of others, but for sakes of time, the examples that I gave, they're all a hundred percent in your control. I didn't Mm -hmm. say lose a certain amount of weight. I didn't say get a certain amount of introductions. It was all actions that are hundred percent in your control. And if you actually follow through with those things, not only do you have a good day, but you're proving to yourself that you're someone that follows through on the things that they say they're going to do, which in turn breeds confidence, which then helps you in all aspects of your Mm -hmm. life. So Mm -hmm. that's the C3 list uh, in a nutshell. That's really cool. Yeah and
1: brilliant in its fundamental. It's simple. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's the old Vince Lombardi thing, you know, the first practice every year, we would go out with the team and hold the football up and said, this is a football. (laughs) And so you start basically right back at the center of why why you're here. And, And by making it simple and being able to create structure and ultimately discipline around it, it's brilliant in that execution. Um, yeah, it
2: feels inspiring. You know, it's fulfilling, you know, not just about making money, but I like the service to others component. Yeah, it's well, a what's nice interesting player.
0: too is when people come to us, people want to buy strategies and tactics and results. Right. So it's not necessarily that we market like, hey, we can give away the C3 list for free. That's fine with us. But people come to us for the strategies and the tactics, you know, about growing their business. And then inevitably, almost every time when we walk them through the video of the C3 list and help them construct their own, that's the thing that ultimately has the most impact on them. But oftentimes people aren't willing to admit on the onset of a relationship or when they're, you know, evaluating a firm, they're not willing to admit that maybe they're not as structured in their day as they could be. Maybe they, you know, aren't following through on the things that they say they're going to do. Like they want that quick thing, but Mm -hmm. then when you build some trust and uh, some credibility with them, it's oftentimes the most simple thing, like the C3 list that ultimately has the biggest impact. Isn't it funny how it it themes
1: out that way, you know, like uh, Greg, you know, this from, from our experience that I used to, Talk about A plus referrals. And it was nice and it was, everybody got it. But when I changed the A plus referral to C captain introductions, all of a sudden everybody was saying, Got to get my C captains this month. Got to get <laughs> my C captains. And it was foundationally the same thing, but because of the theme around it. And so I've got hundreds of hundreds of advisors that go on stage, they talk. You know, they talk with their offices and whatnot, and, and they're talking about mm-hmm. C-captive referrals. It's the <laughs> it's the most fascinating thing that all goes back to a very fundamental thing, which is one prepared ask per day, right. which would be one of your, which would be a C3 execution, exactly. right? Exactly. So it's fascinating how the more complex everything gets, the more you get to simple. So you offer presentations, interestingly enough, on creating a referable client experience. And that was what prompted me a little bit and creating an army of raving fans. What are some of the key topics and messages you focus on in these types of presentations?
0: So there's two main categories. One is elevating the experience for the clients that you're serving. And the other one is how do you actually get introductions from them? So the exponential relationship system is kind of our coined phrase, so to speak, Um, as to how to intentionally, methodically advance relationships within the prospects that you're looking to serve and the clients that you do in turn currently serve. And we find that there's four main stages when someone becomes a client uh, that people tend to fall into. Uh, They're a new client. They will progress eventually to a good working relationship. Ultimately, to or furthermore, into a loyal client and then ultimately to a raving fan. And what we find when we work with advisors and we start kind of unpacking their book of business and determining who's making introductions, who's not, we find that a lot of folks are in that good working relationship and loyal client stage. And you guys can probably deduce kind of some of the qualities of those relationships uh, Mm -hmm. as we go down the spectrum there. But Mm -hmm. so what we help them do is we help them do certain things with the clients ranging from, again, it doesn't need to be groundbreaking, but ranging from adding a PS to the email when you hear that they're going on vacation, you know, Mm -hmm. with a blog that recommends places to visit. Again, it doesn't need to be groundbreaking, but it needs to be hyper, hyper intentional. And what we kind of boil that down to is, hey, your job every day before you get into meetings or anything like that, identify five people in the morning in which you're going to intentionally advance that relationship with. And you can either identify the people and then figure out what you're going to do, or you can figure out what you're going to do and identify the people that that makes sense for. So if I know I have a handful of people that are into personal development and I just listen to a podcast that I think would have an impact on them, I'm going to take that podcast and I'm going to send that to those five people. So it's It's showing the clients that you're serving that you truly care about them as humans, Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to just the normal review cycle. So it's almost like if you were to walk into a bank in which you're not a part of, let's assume ATMs aren't a thing right now. um, So you're to walk into a bank that you do not have an account at and you went and you asked for a withdrawal. Mm hmm. They're going to ask for your account number. You don't have one. They're going to say, well, we can't give you anything. Like you're, you're making the withdrawal too soon, right? The order of operations is off. Whereas if you go to that bank and you make deposit after deposit after deposit, and then ultimately you ask for a withdrawal, no problem. Here you go. Mm-hmm. And I find a lot of times that advisors, when they're not intentional about this, that. Is kind of flip flopped, right? They're either asking for a meeting, they're asking for uh, their network, they're asking for their money, and yet they haven't made enough deposits mm-hmm. to equal that out. And if anything, mm-hmm. you should have ten deposits, you know, for every you know three or four withdrawals that you make in that relationship. So that's mm-hmm. what the exponential relationship system mm-hmm. uh, is, and then the. Referral methodology is actually from a partner of ours, Dan Allison, who he's been speaking on this topic for the last 20 years throughout the industry, and it's called feedback marketing. And it's the idea that your clients want to refer, your clients may have referred, but the way in which they're doing it, you don't end up getting those referrals because maybe they're handing a business card or they're saying, oh, yeah, you should talk to Phil, you should talk to Greg. But it doesn't actually make it to you know the advisor necessarily, or if the advisor is asking, uh, which a lot of them do, but a lot of them don't ask, um, and it's the mindset of like, well, you have not because you ask not, right? Maybe mm-hmm. you're just not asking mm-hmm. for what you want. But the process is centered around kind of three main pillars. One is actually getting feedback from the client, mm-hmm. right? Hey, you entrusted us and you know myself and my team with a very important decision. Why did you make that decision, right? And there's a series of questions that we weave in that solicits both compliments as well as constructive feedback. The second step of that, and that's all to elevate the client experience because maybe you've had an impact on them, you know, doing something that... You didn't even realize you were doing. And now you can share that across the board with all your clients. Same with the constructive feedback. So it helps you elevate the experience for that client as well as everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, the second portion is what we call cross education. So typically, let's say you're working with someone with their retirement planning, but they have someone who needs help with college planning or risk management planning. They may not think of you because they didn't experience doing that work with you. So what the cross-education portion ultimately accomplishes is making them aware of the services that you provide mm-hmm. so that they can self-select themselves in into other services if and when they become relevant. And they're going to think about you if someone in their world has a need that maybe you didn't help them on specifically. And then lastly is having the gold mine landmine conversation, right? Basically asking them, hey, you know, we found that the uh, the clients that we typically have the best relationships with similar to, you know, Phil, how I met you through Greg in this, you know, off the cuff role play, our best client relationships come from introductions from other clients, because there's nice. trust passed and whatnot. Is, is that the conversation, you know, throughout our working relationship that you'd be open to, to having? And obviously, mm-hmm. I'm summarizing the language here. But essentially, if they say yes, great. You have a green light to ask for introductions in a way that's comfortable for them and you can help identify that. And if they say no, well, at least now you know, right? So you're not going to bring this topic up and strain the relationship. What I will tell you is that about 80% of people are open to making introductions. There's 20% that just don't. So Phil, and you probably use the same ratio, but 20% of people figuratively will hand you their phone and say, Hey, Take whatever number you want. Obviously, mm-hmm, hyperbole. Twenty mm-hmm. percent of the people doesn't matter how good you serve them; they're not going to give you any introductions. And sixty percent of people is where you need to come up with a process and language and things to empower them to ultimately give you introductions. So mm-hmm. those are kind of the two pillars. Nice. So, Greg, uh,
1: you know yeah. that that last segment was worth the entire podcast, right? Yeah, uh, great. It's great yeah so many layers to that and a lot of congruence with what we teach but mm-hmm. i i've been enlightened on a couple things just just through that um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: myself and uh, and i like that i like that metaphor that story around the um, you know give to get
2: you know mm-hmm. that, uh, mm-hmm.
1: that's a great yeah. uh, the, the deposits made in the yeah. bank excellent excellent yeah. i appreciate that
2: Yeah. And David, we were talking uh, before we got started about our mutual uh, Catholic school background. Hmm. I have a a good friend of mine from a Catholic high school who is in the hospitality industry. He works with high-end hotels, does great, really successful guy. And we were talking about getting client referrals, different levels, people who are loyal, people who believe in what you do. And he calls the people that give him his best referrals, apostles. He says, oh, he's an apostle of mine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's great there's a, a book that i just started yesterday actually um but it was recommended to me called unreasonable uh, hospitality um okay so you just mentioning that industry made me think about it but i'll i'll let you know how it is yeah once I'm
2: done. yeah i'll check it out i appreciate it that's so why I, I think we've got time for one more question yeah. phil and yeah. i'll take that if it's cool Yeah. So at uh, Sea Captain Coaching, Phil and his coaches provide guidance to clients on how to build an ideal client service model. This includes clearly understanding and clarifying roles on the team. In your coaching practice, David, Model FA teaches a methodology called Advisor DNA. Can you please explain what this is and why it's an important concept for advisors who are managing a team?
0: Yeah. So um, I'd love to say that I had a hand in this. Um, I do coach on it, but my business partner, Uh, Pat um, and a colleague uh, of ours, Natalia. There, this is their brainchild, and it's it's amazing. One of the things that we realized is depending upon which financial planning model to run the business, right? Whether it be a salaried role, a commission based role, whatever. There's a bunch of them out there. Depending on which model someone stumbles across, that's when they figure out whether or not. So they think whether or not they can be successful in this business. And oftentimes there's someone who would be a fantastic financial advisor and serve the heck out of their clients and are very intelligent from a planning standpoint. But when they find themselves in an all commission role eat what you kill type of model mm-hmm. they may decide to go to a different industry and and that's just kind of sad because they could have been great if they stumbled right. across a different model just like if an advisor who is awesome at hunting, finds themselves in a salaried role, they're going to be like, eh, there's no upside. I'm just going to go do something else because I don't want to build this thing on my own, although they have the capability in doing so. So through that, we also found that depending on their personality determines if someone has the confidence to get referrals or not. Um, So we put together this uh, advisor DNA. It's like a a 15 or 20 question uh, personality assessment uh, that we developed. And at the end of that assessment... Uh, And We've yet to come across someone who's taken it that says, "Eh, that doesn't sound like me. Usually it's the, oh, wow, that's spot on. So you're spit out as either the connector, the rainmaker, Mm -hmm. the guardian, or the architect. And we can pretty much deduce through Mm -hmm. those names, Mm -hmm. you know, the types of personalities that they are. And oftentimes people think, oh, I have to be you know, a connector, a rainmaker in order to develop business. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guardians and the architects, they're like the service-based folks. And although that certainly is true to a degree, the guardians and the architects can develop business as well. They just need to do so in such a way that's in alignment with their personality. So, as an example, if I went to a guardian or an architect and say, hey, there's this networking event, and you know, you can go there and you can, you know, shake some hands, kiss some babies, get to know people and generate some business that way, they're calling in sick that day and they're making up some excuse because that makes their skin crawl. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're a connector, Right, that's the environment that you thrive in, right? So, a guardian and architect, they may develop business through that feedback marketing process that I mentioned earlier, right? Where they focus on building that intimate relationship with the client, asking for their feedback, and bringing them through a process, getting the client's permission to Mm -hmm. ask for referrals through that goldmine and landmine conversation, and oftentimes that permission is all they need, and then they're like, Mm -hmm. "Oh, okay." Phil, who should I be talking to? Right. So that type of process, whereas a connector Rainmaker, maybe they're on social media, maybe they're at networking events. Maybe they have no problem just asking on the onset of the relationship. So any of those personality types can generate business. Mm -hmm. It just needs to be done in a way that's comfortable for them based on how they're wired. That's the gist of the advisor DNA for you.
1: Makes total sense. It does. And, And I, and I love, uh, again the one gift that I'm noticing here is is again collaboration you know I uh, I I doesn't get lost on me giving credit to where credit is due and people come up with ideas and you know but it but what is innovative and exciting about what you're doing here is that it is a creative take on something that has been consistently I don't want to say rigid but certainly mm-hmm. the boundaries in how you build out a financial services practice Mm -hmm. has Mm -hmm. has limited the business, especially to uh, women, Mm -hmm. um, uh, diverse candidates, just because of the the traditional approach to how you build it. Mm -hmm. And only now through teaming, are you starting to see and you're touching on it is that people can contribute they just contribute in different ways right
2: yeah it's got a kind of a malcolm gladwell
1: vibe to it the way you phrased
2: it like the way your category and i like that you use unique language to identify yeah. the different groups it just like cool for your brand that you've got your you know your own specialized language the challenger marketing that I talked about earlier, the guy was um, who wrote the book, Eating the Big Fish, he was talking about great brands and uh, he referenced Starbucks. And he said, Starbucks is like its own country with its own language. They talk about things totally differently than everybody else. And I think you kind of stuck the landing with that
0: right there. So yeah. side note, because we said we'd say some jokes today. So oh, yeah. my, co- <laughs> my cousin, um, whose name is also David, He's a a handful of years younger than me and he's like a Dunkin' Donuts guy up in Boston. And I was like, dude, you gotta try Starbucks. He's like, I don't even know how to order. So I was like, I'll text you what to order and just say it when you get there. So it's like tall, grande, vente, you know, Trente of the you know, sizes. So I'm trying to think of like some of the stuff I said because none of it was true. It was like, you know, ask for a Kleok cup with some holy oh, branch spice <laughs> and like this and that, and like all these different things. And he's good texting stuff. me as he's ordering in the drive-thru. He's like, they'd never heard of a Kleok cup. Also, I don't know about, and he goes, Oh, and yeah. I'll, 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 sh- I'll, I'll yeah.
1: uh, she you stand uh, refrain on one foot. from
0: saying what he actually said to me. Oh about, yeah. I could, I got advantage. I got him good. I got him good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, this is our 28th episode. I'm still waiting for Phil to say something funny. So thanks for jumping in there <laughs> to get at least one.
1: <laughs> no, it's, uh, I decided to be nice today. I've been, I've been, uh, on Greg's, uh, case oh, about no. uh, uh, about his dating it. lately. Right. So I'm behaving right. today. But yeah,
2: Phil has been dating one girl his his entire life.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, and that's he's taking one the more, easy road out. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, one more yeah. girl. <laughs>
2: That's one more girlfriend than my favorite high school teacher, Father Frank Passarelli, had. And
1: so he <laughs> thinks he's qualified to coach no, me I up. Mean, well, come on. With a face like this, the first girl that said yes twice, I was done. Well, yeah, I you, had, just you have to take it. You have yeah, I had to. to go. I, I mean, that. Yeah. oh, God. All right, and if we, sh- th- we think about how much trouble I'm in right now, you can only imagine. <laughs> but, uh, David, how does everybody find you? You know, those that don't know you already, many do. But how do they find you uh, uh, out there?
0: Um, so, a few places uh, modelfa.com. Uh, just type in David the cell in Google. You'll see uh, all my links on that first page. I'm most active on uh, LinkedIn and Instagram. The other thing, too, is oftentimes the advisor DNA portion or that topic, that assessment, uh, piques some interest. So, if anyone wants to go through that assessment, um, that's something that we typically charge for. But if you're a listener of, of this podcast, um, I'm happy to just send you that link at no charge. Oh, um, nice. So you can hit me up on one of those avenues or just email me at, David at modelfa.com and just you know, put advisor DNA in the subject line, you know, reference, you know, maybe what your favorite, uh, part of this show was, and I'll just send you the link. Um, cool. and, uh, you know, happy to, happy to provide that.
1: Yeah, we'll do the same uh, provided we, uh, you know, somebody connects with us, we'll, we'll pass that through. And I, David, I look forward to our continued, uh, relationship, um, uh, potentially even collaborating on some things because there's a lot of stuff that, uh, a lot of crossover and it was very exciting to have you um after all this time to finally get you on and uh greg uh I hope you learned a few things today. I absolutely did. It was awesome.
2: Thanks, David. I appreciate it. It was great chatting.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you uh, having me on the show. And uh, Phil, you will be on our show here shortly. So short little uh, plug when that's live. You know, everyone yep. listening, check that one out as well. Cool. Yeah. And for those that those that uh, may not
1: recognize me when I'm on David's show, I'll be wearing a wig. <laughs> so I look one. like
0: you, Greg. The rainbow <laughs> wig?
1: <laughs> yeah, Greg, Greg has great hair. All right, so let's uh, let's uh, wrap this thing, David. So good to have you um, and my best to you. Likewise. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Sea Captain Way podcast. If you found the conversation valuable, please like, share, and post a review on your favorite podcast app. To learn more
2: about Sea Captain Coaching and how you can start taking advantage of our purpose driven coaching guidance, visit us at SeaCaptainCoaching.com and get the Sea Captain view on navigating uncharted waters of growth. The link is in the show notes. You can also follow us at Sea Captain Coaching on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Wishing you
1: fair winds and a following sea on your journey.